Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. I'm Mark Kastner. This is the Sounder at Heart podcast. Joined by my co-hosts, Mickey Turner, Susie Rantz, Tim Foss, Beth Mantle, and Dave Clark. This has been an extremely weird podcast. How are they going to be able to handle that? Just the bottom line is they don't have an answer to that. There was never really a time when I was super concerned. Seattle did fine. There's a reason they got signed to first team contract. Very special guest, Brian Spencer, head coach of the Seattle Sounder. You know who he is. Brian how are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah Shan. Joining me today are Beth Mantle, Mickey Turner, live from Las Vegas. Poolside, even uh, we may have some. I'm wa- Go ahead. No, I'm I'm waving, even though you can't uh, see it because it's a podcast. Yeah, and it's very sunny, and he's got a drink, and I'm just gonna paint a picture for you. There's palm trees, Stephen Agan in the background of uh, Radio Cascadia fame. So we may get some guest appearances, and of course, Dave Clark at a stable of some sort, which is uh, the equivalent of where Mickey is, I think. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> equally glorious uh, it's, uh, uh dave is currently walking us through the paddocks or some other horse term uh <laughs> but we have this is perfect because we have leagues cup lots of leagues cup news right now and if there's nothing that says leagues cup then chaos that's what we have right now so i think this is i think this is perfect um, and we have a game. Sounders, of course, in League's Cup final against Club Leon tomorrow. Today is Tuesday. Uh, the game is tomorrow at 7, 7.30? I think it's 7. I think it's 7. Yeah, seven. 7. And like in an Las 06 Vegas. kick. Right, in Las Vegas, which is why Mickey is poolside right now. But uh, So we're going to talk about the game tomorrow. We will. We'll spend most of the time on that. But before we do... Uh, CONCACAF and Leagues Cup and MLS and Liga Amekis and everyone else decided to preempt our fun by making this big announcement about a new Leagues Cup format that I honestly don't entirely understand. I don't, I think that was maybe on purpose. They didn't release a lot of details, but Dave, you seem to have the best handle on what they did announce. So why don't you share with us what was announced? At some point in 2023, both MLS and Liga MX will take just shut down for four weeks, and well, some every single team. Time. It's four it weeks. says four weeks. Four but weeks. It does. Okay. Uh, depending on the format, they might have to change that. We're, we're announcing a tournament two years ahead of time, and there's still an indeterminate number of MLS teams. Uh, to, to give everybody a little perspective. Uh, the four of us were trying to figure out how many teams will be in MLS at that point. There are currently 29 or 30, depending on the status of Sacramento, or if that gets abandoned, whoever replaces it, which could be Vegas that uh, everybody seems to think is the front runner right now. So there'll be 29 or 30 MLS teams participating in this, probably hosting, maybe. That wasn't quite clear because the tournament was only said to be in the United States and Canada. But there's a lot of other stuff happening that might move that to other stadiums. Who knows? Um, and then every League MX team, so you're talking 18, uh, unless they change formats, but 
they, they eliminated. Expand, I think they might expand to 20. I thought I had heard that there was talk of them potentially expanding to 20 teams. Yeah, they did eliminate relegation, and there's the potential that they have promotion still to expand into a, a more national footprint. Um, so, yeah, we don't necessarily know how many teams are going to participate, but they're going to shut down, play some group stage games, play either an eight or 16 team knockout stage, all of this is going to be jammed into four weeks and the five best teams from it will make the new expanded CONCACAF Champions League later that fall. Right. Um, so one of those, simple. the winner of League Cup, like the winner of MLS Cup, like the winner of Liga MX, will get a bye into the round of 16 of the CCL. And now the first round will have a ton more MLS and uh mx as well heck there are even two canadian teams that get to go to uh yeah it's the a new expanded ccl it's and, and it's, so the, it's yeah i was gonna say the the funny thing about the kicker of all this is that the new ccl is replacing the previously new ccl which was so new that it hadn't even been played yet uh, <laughs> they had had like a 40 i don't remember 48 47 team 50 team format that they had announced just a few months ago and that's apparently been scrapped. There was going to be group stages and it was going to be this kind of complicated process. And that's been scrapped. And now we're back to a more straightforward, but more complicated in the same way. It's a straight knockout tournament. That's what we know. There's a, well, there's yeah. home and home. and CCL, yes, is going to be straight knockout. And uh, the Caribbean and Central America have their version of Leagues Cup during the same time when we're having Leagues Cup. Right. So it's, ba- it's possible that like every league in CONCACAF basically shuts down for a month for the CCL, what is essentially CCL qualifying. So you'd like to think that maybe uh, international play will be suspended at least. In, maybe we'll get like, you'd like to think that this would eliminate gold cup during that time, but who knows? Like, I don't even know if these are the same governing bodies. Yeah. The whole thing is just, you know, I admire their just you know ability to just go balls to the wall and just you know blow up everything yeah and and it seems like they have uh decided what they wanted to do but not quite decided how they're going to get there and you know hopefully we'll get those answers sooner rather than later but it's just it it seems crazy to me that they decided to to announce this massive expansion of both uh ccl and leagues cup and you're getting more Canadian championship uh, or CPL teams into the mix, which I actually don't you know, have a problem with necessarily. I mean, I think it's, it's good to, to hopefully improve, you know, uh, what's going on with the CPL, especially since they don't have the three big teams uh, in that league. And so I'm just, I'm like you guys, I'm just hoping for some more details to come out where you can kind of understand where they ultimately want to go with this whole thing. Um, and I guess I just, you know, I'll throw it out there. I don't know. Uh, what, what, what's kind of the end game with this and Leaks Cup being kind of, con, you know, partners in competition? Leaks Cup feeds into, con, or yeah, Leaks Cup feeds into CCL. But you can make an argument that the Leaks Cup is going to be a more high profile tournament than CCL with the MLS Liga MX matchups. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, the I new CCL like is going to have like, oh, 
Go ahead, Beth. Sorry. Oh, I would just like to say that I'm incredibly confused. None of you all can see my face, <laughs> but I am just so confused by everything that is happening right now. I no it's longer a- understand CCL. I no longer understand Leagues Cup. I don't know what's happening to the MLS regular season. Yes. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's it. That's all I've got. Yeah, there are two this things happening. Bomb. This is a huge bomb. It's a random Tuesday. Like, Why did they pick a random two Tuesday for this? I was sitting on my couch trying to read Twilight in peace in the sun, and all of a sudden, MLS is changing. It's too much. That's got to be the new drop, uh, the new intro. <laughs> um, uh, there are two other things happening in the background which really impact the whole League's Cup CCL stuff. Uh, one, this is very much wrapped into the TV negotiations that are currently open for both MLS and U.S. soccer and U.S. distribution for Liga MX and some other stuff as well. And we have in the background all of this, that massive FIFA calendar rewrite um, that's supposed to happen. Whether or not they go to two World Cups or remain at one for both the men and the women, uh, they're supposed to be having larger international breaks that are less frequent under the new calendar that will be in effect for 2023. So I have a feeling that what CONCACAF did today with this series of announcements that were focused on Leafs Cup and CCL, but there are the, the other tournaments as well. I think this has something to do with both of those event, events that we'll find out what's happening about those in anywhere from a month to six months. Um, so don't get comfortable with all the knowledge about the new Leafs Cup and CCL. Because if uh, CBS Sports says y'all um, y'all can have this, but it needs to change so that we can get you on CBS proper rather than Paramount Plus, they'll change everything. Yeah. And if FIFA says you're playing during our international break, and that's when uh, World Cup One A is supposed to be, uh, that'll change everything. So um, don't get comfortable with the the facts. Be- behind the expansion just know that there will be an expansion of leagues cup that is quite dramatic there'll be an expansion of ccl and if you want all the details uh the 2023 schedule will drop in like january of 2023 (laughs) yeah i mean and maybe that's maybe that's the best place to leave this uh part of the discussion because it is the, the, the takeaway, I think, from the announcement was that they just wanted everyone to know we're doing stuff. Yes. yes, yes. They didn't, it wasn't like they had this really concrete plan and they, were, they weren't going to sit there and pitch it. They just wanted you to know that they were doing things and that they weren't really too worried about pissing off a lot of people. You know, if you were on Twitter today, I think you saw almost – I mean, it was greeted not so differently than, than Super League in, in Europe. Uh, where it was just all negative, and I don't, I don't even want to like say people were wrong for freaking out. I think it's distinctly different than Super League in that it's a a different power dynamic that's going on here. It's just it's it's almost in some ways like an upside down Super League uh, because it's it's weirdly more inclusive. But I don't. We don't need to get it all into that. I just think I just thought it was an interesting thing that they would announce this on the eve of. The League's Cup final, which in some ways is the first real League's Cup final, because the first League's Cup final was two League MX teams. They did not uh, qualify to get in. It was just sort of like they just threw this tournament together. And this one was actually kind of a real tournament. And you could kind of, and I think I've written about this uh, extensively at Sounded Heart about how 
this tournament felt like it was building up to something. I think the first two games, at least the Sounders were in, were a lot of fun. I think you could see the seedlings of a meaningful tournament being, you know, starting to sprout and starting to grow. And none of that should diminish that there's a, a potentially big game. You know, I, I think a big game coming up tomorrow. Uh, the Sounders are playing Lyon, a team that has uh, looked very good in League's Cup play, that looks good in Liga Mackey's play. What's, is, do you get any sense of buzz that's going on in Vegas right now, uh, Mickey? Yeah, I would definitely say this has, I've been surprised at how this is kind of, you know, percolated and kind of captured, at least the Sounders fan base. I wouldn't say it's, you know, captured MLS uh, writ large, um, even though it is the first MLS team to, to reach the final and the, and the tournament itself is only a couple of years old. But, you know, uh, you know uh, ECS, the supporter group, has it sold a, a decent amount of tickets. The flight I was on had about 20 people on it. And I think people are now talking about it. And it, I think the fact that it is a final, the fact that it is in a quote-unquote exotic location, um, I think, and, and the fact that it is the Sounders, who have one of the top fan bases in the league, has all kind of come together to, to you know, improve the profile, increase the profile not kind of unlike the uh, U.S. Open Cups uh, when the Sounders started making those back in, uh, in their first couple of years. So I think it is definitely, uh, it, is, it kind of exceeded my expectations as to what it can be. And I know some fans, or some fans from other teams will probably get sick of saying the Sounders uh, invented uh, caring about the League's Cup, but I think there's at least something to, something to be said for that. Um, and I think, you know, once we get to tomorrow and the game uh, is, is upon us, you're going to see a pretty decent atmosphere. It's not going to fill the stadium because it's a massive stadium and you were never going to sell that out or come close to it with a week's notice. But I think it kind of shows where this tournament could be with a little bit more uh, promotion, a little bit more lead in time. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun event. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That's not something I would have thought of originally. I think the, the decision to put it in Vegas is, is certainly the best place you could probably put it, um, especially you know having a, uh, a team from the West Coast um, in the tournament. And so, yeah, I think I, it has exceeded my expectations as far as anticipation for, uh, for the game. It's also easier to care because it's our team. Like, yeah. that's the whole sure. Like, we're not the SEC. No one in the world is like the SEC most people who like sports don't give a damn about the leagues that they're in or the conferences that they're in. I don't care how CONCACAF does at the World Cup. I care how the U.S. does at the World Cup. And I don't care how the Western Conference does in Leagues Cup. I care about how the Sounders do in the Leagues Cup. So in this way, in, in a lot of ways, Leagues Cup's kind of like the great Alaskan shootout of uh, college basketball fame. I've never given a crap about it except for when a team I like is there. Like, and I think that's the case for Leagues Cup. And it doesn't matter if it expands or not. I'm going to care about the Seattle Sounders. I'm going to watch those games because they're fun. And uh, I'm not going to watch Sporting Kansas City get crushed 6-1 because they decided to punt. Um, yeah. I will, however, spend a lot of my time laughing at Sporting Kansas City for losing 6-1 at home. I do have time for that. Yeah, I think I think people will care about, you know, League's Cup in the same way that they care about MLS in that they care about it, how it impacts their team, right? Like, so I think, like, I was mildly interested in seeing parts of the Lyon Pumas game because I wanted to see 
who won, right? And who was going to play the Sounders. And and similarly, I was I watched the Orlando yeah. the Orlando Pumas game. Okay. Or not Orlando Pumas. Yeah. Uh, All right, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, that's right. Because Leon, oh, Leon spanked Sporting. Orlando Santos game. Uh, because I wanted to see who the Sounders were going to play last round. But And so I think that there's some potential for the tournament to have some, like, relevance beyond the the games, the specific games that are being played for those fan bases. But yeah, I mean, the reason I care about this game is because the Sounders are in it. And I, and I think we've, you know, I've spent a fair amount of time asking players and coaches, like, why is this a big deal? What makes it a big deal? And I, and I think the, the overarching theme that came out of this was it's a big deal in part because we decided it was a big deal. And it's a big deal because we consider anything like this where it's a, a chance to measure yourself against, you know, teams with higher payrolls that are arguably bigger clubs than you and how you stack up against them. And the way you get to be a big club is you knock off the other big clubs and you, and you don't punt, you don't put out a, a B lineup or a C lineup uh, against a team who of, of international, of, of, you know, of international quality. And, and I, I've, I found a lot of like value in that, in that, you know, you can't treat the League's Cup as beneath you until you've bested the League's Cup, right? Uh, I don't know that the Sounders are acting like the Open Cup is beneath them, but I think you can excuse them for sh- for acting as though they've proven they could do it, right? They, they won four out of six Open Cups, and, and we haven't seen it treated with the same level of care since then. But I think the League's Cup fits into that paradigm where it's like this is a new challenge. It's a new, it's, it's something that an MLS team has never done before. Granted, it's the second one, uh, but you know, it's it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing to, you know, it's not just the piece of silver; it's what it represents that you accomplished, right? But the piece of silverware is an extremely cool trophy. It is. We, uh, we we have. I I don't know if we've covered that extensively or not on this on this podcast, but. You do have a soft spot for that, that trophy, don't you, Beth? I love that trophy. That's my trophy. They're just going to go claim it for me. How, do, how would you describe it to the, to the people who think maybe about, don't be familiar? Think about a really gaudy silver fruit bowl that's a bit angular. And then you took some super glue and stuck another really gaudy silver fruit bowl on the bottom. And so you can only hold it randomly around the edges and also it's extremely large and also weirdly squished together but also perfect at the same time so if you can make that work in your head you've got the leaks cut and then and then you put it on a logo yeah then you put it on a logo and everyone's like what is this logo and then you see the trophy and it all makes sense right I mean, I think there's something to be said for embracing what it is. Yeah. And not getting, taking yourself too seriously. Kind of like Vegas, in a way. Uh, it, it kind of, you know, matches up with that. Yeah, I mean, you, you know what kind of what you're getting into. But it's just, it's it's a fun tournament. It is not, you know, it's not on the level of the European CCL or, you know, in even the Europa League, it's not something that uh, – people necessarily care about but you know it's it's our thing and there's something again to be said for enjoying it when you're here especially when you're here and 
you know, again, it's it's something that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing uh, a cool stadium, a cool event, and hopefully this you know if the Sounders get here in the future and they've kind of fleshed it out and gotten a little bit more uh, you know you know a little bit more resources behind it, um, I think Vegas is a good place to have the tournament. Uh, you know, just based on what I've seen, you've got you know again the fact that you had like 20 people on my flight coming down, just you know. Again, it's partially because it is Vegas and people want to go to Vegas and have a good time. But again, that's a good reason to have it here um, because you know people are going to going to go, and it's better than having it in Houston or you know Orlando, yeah, or Seattle. Like I actually think people would yeah. go to Orlando because it's a it's that it's another tourism site. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you ha- if you have it, have it in those essentially Super Bowl cities, like. San Diego, Vegas, New Orleans, Orlando, Tampa, uh, Tampa. maybe a Nashville or a Memphis. Minneapolis. <laughs> well, okay, so the NFL doesn't make one hundred percent good decisions. Uh, the Tampa hosts big events like this all the time. It, like it's but should um, it, but Tampa no, is okay. just you couldn't afford to put it in Orlando. Right. That's okay, really what we're saying um, But my, my my point being is is you put it in the those travel cities and hopefully with the new one they can do like a semi-final and a final four days apart and you do like a five-day weekend where you just soccer fans from around North America just descend on the one city. I, I think you, if you pulled that off ahead of time, it could be fun. Um, kind of like the All-Star game when for baseball, the All-Star game in 2023 is going to be here. It's a week-long event. It's going to be fun, even if you don't like baseball. And I think the Leagues Cup can kind of do that a little bit just with a different fan base, as long as it's in cities that people want to travel to. Um, and, you know, it, it helps when teams that have a history of traveling make it. Like if it's a Seattle or a Portland or an Atlanta, that's pretty awesome. But can you imagine if this Leagues Cup was like Toronto with their weird – uh, well, not weird, but Canada's m- much more strict uh, travel guidelines. You know, if they had made the Leagues Cup final, uh, the 20 people on one flight might have been 20 total people, and they would have been Canadians that had moved there. Uh, so I think in, in a lot of ways, uh, Lee MX and and MLS and CONCACAF got lucky because it's a team that has a history of traveling, and it's a team that can travel um, relatively cheaply from SeaTac to Vegas, where, uh, you know, if it, Orlando was in the tournament, that's uh, not as cheap a f- flight to make on short notice as Seattle to, to Vegas. So, you know, it'll look better on television because it's Sounders fans that um, really do travel well, historically. I mean, heck, 200, what was it, like 140 of y'all went to s2 at las vegas light yes yes years ago i mean yeah those um, incredible incredible uh you know showing just for an, a sounders too and they weren't even at Tacoma defines at that point and again there was r.i.p s2 yeah yeah r.i.p s2 and uh r.i.p Tacoma defines maybe but that's another another story for another day no. um but i think yeah it's just having a destination like this that's easy for Sounders fans to travel to, that's kind of a glitzy, glitzy city, is, you know, you're certainly right that, you know, the League's Cup uh, in this version definitely lucked out. 
that's not necessarily going to happen every time, especially with other fan bases. But you know, if you're going to place it somewhere, this certainly Vegas is certainly a place a place to put it, and you're going to get one of the top attendances. Especially again, as I think Jeremiah you pointed out previously, if you can have more than a week's lead-in time yeah. to the game. I mean, as it is, yeah, uh, based on the ECS, uh, the ECS store, it looks like about 250 tickets ECS sold yeah. themselves, and that doesn't include however many tickets the Sounders distributed through other means. I imagine they have, uh, you know, they like I know they traveled the whole team, including guys who aren't. And however many tickets Danny Lave family got. Right, exactly. Yeah. Danny Lave's family probably has 100 tickets on their own. Uh, you know, Danny Leva, local, local kid, like what another great little thing that, uh, leagues cup fell into is that a local kid ends up making the final. Uh, and I I don't know, there might be other locals in there too. Uh, Um, Hercules Gomez gets to call this thing. I don't know if he gets to be in town, but he's also another Las Vegas uh, local. So, uh, anyway, it's been. I don't know. I, I, they weren't all fortunate, though, because they got Club Leon, which, to be honest, uh, has been very good for the past 18 months. But it's been about 20 years since their heyday. They're not one of the like this isn't one of the modern giants or one of the historic giants. Uh, you know, it's not in America, Guadalajara. It's, it's, it's not, not even Santos or Monterey. Right. It's not a club that's on that level. But they you know, they, they've won a couple of league titles in the last five or six years. Um, uh, just just last year. Well, in 2014, they, too, didn't they? Seven years ago. Well, yeah. Well, um, yeah 2014 was seven years ago? Yeah. What have I been doing? This is, argue, this is like There's arguing over if someone's 26 or 27, right? Uh, um, but, you know, they, they, they're, they're a really good team right now. They had right. 20 wins total last season. Um, they made both the Champions League and League's Cup because the way Mexico did it was uh, because of their split season. So they qualified for CCL from the, the first half of the split, and then they qualified for League's Cup for the second half of the split. So their year was extraordinary last year. They're pretty decent this year. Um, had their first loss in eight games over the weekend. Uh, so they may not be like one of the popular teams, but they're one of the good teams. Yeah. So, Dave, you have you probably because you talked to someone from that covers uh, Leon. You might have the best sense of how good this team is. Before we get out of here, we should talk a little bit about what's going on in the field. I think the Sounders are going to field they as they've been doing during this entire tournament. They're going to field a first choice lineup. You know, we can all quibble with who is in that first choice, but it's it's it doesn't it's the, include Nico Ladero. It doesn't include Nico Ladero. It's something we. C- Probably should have talked about, but uh, <laughs> is out for some unknown period of time. Uh, it, I've been told it could be as short as two weeks or it could be as long as two months. Uh, but the hope, I guess, is that this surgery uh, will get him. It, it at least removes, I guess there was some concern that if they waited too long, that he would potentially be out for the year because there was no immediate, they weren't sure if this was going to heal on its own. So Anyway, Nico's not playing in this game, but we will see a lineup that looks a lot like the the first few games in this tournament, which is Rui Diaz, Montero, uh, you know, Yamar, O'Neal, Ariaga, João Paulo, uh, Kellen Rowe, Stephen Fry. You know, the the regular starters for this team. What are we expecting from Leon, Dave? 
Lyon did uh, rotate and rest a lot of players. They had four games. This will be their fourth game in 11 days. So they rested a bunch in the weekend game Saturday again in their loss to FC Juarez. They, um, their first loss in eight games. So they, they did rotate a couple of players there. Um, they, they're early in their season, like all of League MX. They, their attack is quite varied. They have a guy with uh, three goals and then three dudes with two goals in league play. Um, three of their players have two goals, or two of their players have two goals in the tournament, uh, tying with uh, Raul Rui Diaz. So they're an offensive powerhouse. They're an attacking team that plays in a 4 3 2 1. Um, they like to play with high wingbacks in that 4 2 3 1, though, which uh, we're familiar with because when Seattle played it, in the four, two, three, one, um, we had high wing backs all the time. So we know what that'll do. That'll drag Yamar and probably knew who wider, which gives some channels to that center forward to try to use that space. Um, and it, it puts a lot of pressure on Zhao Paulo, uh, whoever's the second defensive mid is that's been Kellen Rowe more often than not, but I think that's the, the most up in the air position. Uh, and then, Brad Smith and um, Alex Roldan will have to, to shut down that wide play. Um, we saw what we saw how badly that can go wrong in our weekend loss when uh, the wide play can of Herrera caused so many troubles. Um, if that's basically what we're going to look at is a, a repeat of that because that's essentially how. Uh, my understanding of Leon is going to be is they're going to they're going to try to play wide and, and insert the ball on the ground. So um, we know how that can go wrong, but we also know how it can go right. Um, because if fullbacks in a uh, four back set are pushed so high, uh, that gives Raul, Freddie Montero and Christian Roldan a lot of space to work on two center backs. So if that, that quick transition is uh, is going to be the key to effectively push it through the midfield from defense to Raul's magic. If they do that well, they win. If they defend like they did against uh, against RSL, they lose. All right. Well, uh, that's that's a g- good tactical breakdown as you're going to probably get on uh, on this game. Uh, anyone have some closing thoughts uh, on, yeah, on I what? I actually have a conspiracy theory to present. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> um, so it's a bit odd that you don't you think that MLS came out today, the day before our League's Cup final, to tell us that basically this League's Cup is stupid and actually they're going to make it way better in 2023. So they <laughs> took the whole day and they were like, let's not think about the Sounders. Let's not talk about the Sounders. We're ignoring Ooh. the Sounders. We're talking about 2023. So I think I think that was calculated. I think they did it on purpose. And I think we're just going to have to go and win it tomorrow so that they can't ignore that this happened. You can't That's ignore silverware. Yeah, this is the last tournament of the two years league tournament where there is no yeah. reward for winning it, uh, aside from the prize money, which is not nothing. And MLS hasn't won it yet. So if we lose this one, then they can just ignore that those ever happened. So we have to win it so that every time they talk about the new league's cup, they have to be like, and the Seattle Sounders won the last one. I like this. I like this. We have like, that's what I've got. Five years where every open cup final was basically an advertisement for the Seattle Sounders in kind of the late teens after the the fourth win in, in six years. Every single final was like 
And the Seattle Sounders, the MLS team with four trophies, five appearances in the last six, you know. So let's do that for League's Cup too. Let's, sure, uh, why not? Let's just win it. And that way next year's League's Cup, when Sounders don't qualify because they're in Champions League instead, um, the League's Cup will still be about the Seattle Sounders um, being the, the title holders. Um, to me, I think that'd be a wonderful, wonderful way to, you know, end this year's tournament. Yeah, I'm down with that. Uh, Mickey, you have any any final thoughts? What are you going to do tonight in Vegas? Um, there is an ECS uh, little pre-party I think we're going to go check out. My brother lives down here, so uh, I will certainly go meet up with him. Uh, just kind of enjoy it and, uh, yeah, just get ready for tomorrow. Uh, you know, Steve, this is Steven's first time in Vegas, so what? we'll have to, uh, yeah, so we'll have to uh, show him a good time, a, a, a PG-rated time, or maybe PG-13. Yeah, you gotta. If you're gonna be in Vegas, Vegas. you at least gotta get to PG-13. Yeah. Well, now, now he's worried. Now he's worried. <laughs> <laughs> he, he notes that he is 25, so uh, we can go okay. to. You know, to we, can go, we can go to R. Right. So okay. PG-25. Yeah. <laughs> PG-25. All right, that's a good. I like that. That's that's a good. That's a good way to end this. Uh, Dave, uh, Mickey, Beth, uh, I'm Jeremiah. Signing off for the Sounder at Heart podcast. Hopefully the next time we talk to you, it's about the League's Cup champion, Seattle Sounders. And we'll catch you next time.